host Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about all of this week's Disney Plus news, which includes two new series that have got announced. Um, it's a Dog Life and also Prop Culture. We'll be talking about um, uh, the Robin Hood uh, sort of remake that's going to be coming to Disney Plus. We'll also be talking about all of this week's new uh, Disney Plus stuff and a few other bits and pieces as well. So before we get into any of that, just a quick um, thank you to our patrons, including um, Julie Gazeppi. Andrew, and also what's on the Netflix. All of your support really does make all of the difference each and every week, making sure that we can keep this podcast going. Um, so James, um, it was kind of, obviously it's Easter weekend, and I was kind of expecting a bit of a quiet week, but it didn't really seem that quiet. I actually didn't realize it was Easter weekend until like <laughs> yesterday. I mean, that's how, that's how out of touch the schedules are at this point, because you know, Normally you'd be, oh, are you going to be visiting home? You know, make the arrangements and stuff. And this week, nothing. So, yeah, this yeah. is the first time I'm going to be home for Easter. As of normally, I'd be working every single day. Um, this would be like peak. This is usually the start of the, the summer season, so I'd be like geared up. I mean, it's a gorgeous day, blue skies. I'd be heaving, but obviously not being able to work right now. Yeah, this is just feels really weird being at home for Easter. It doesn't doesn't feel right at all. <laughs> it's just quite quite crazy. But luckily, there's been tons of stuff added onto Disney Plus this week. But before we get into all that, let's jump into some of the big news. So, um, earlier this week, Disney Plus did launch in France. So that's now um, I'm finished the first wave of the European rollout. Um, as part of that, they um, did put out that they've actually managed to secure themselves 50 million subscribers globally. Um, so 8 million of them come from Hotstar in India. I think that's basically people that signed up to the, the version that, that gets the Disney Plus originals. And obviously as well, they um, also pretty much confirmed that they're going to be launching out in the rest of Europe and Latin America and parts of Asia later this year. So they are really kind of getting their... Um, release schedule all sorted out. Now they've got this initial, now they've got the first wave of Europe sorted. Now they're moving on to the sort of the next part of the wave of launch for Disney Plus, which I think is just going to continue just to improve on that those numbers. For, a lot of people seem to be quite surprised with those numbers. I wasn't really that shocked by that number. I thought it was actually lower than I was expecting, to be honest. I didn't have expectations for the numbers, so I can't say if it was lower or higher, but the... The issue at hand, of course, made things a little uh, escalated. But even without that, you know, Disney has a brand reputation. If you've got kids, mm. uh, there's a lot of reason to have Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I mean, I think that the plan was to have 60 million subscribers by the end of 2024. I mean, we always said right at the time when they announced that, that those estimates seemed quite... Um, scale back they weren't pushing the boat too much the fact that they're at 50 already and they've still got four years to hit the target and they still haven't even launched in a number of those countries um, I think the Indian launch obviously boosted it quite a bit but I think that makes out maybe that Europe had about 10 million subscribers maybe boosted up um, which is a little bit less than I mean it's heavily promoted here every single night the advert keeps rolling whenever I'm watching like live tv in the UK to get people signed up uh, which I still find really funny. I just still, every time the advert comes on, I'm like, oh, look. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched live TV in years. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I think it's just that situation now of just like, well, watching a lot of rubbish TV because it's just very little else to do. But yeah, it's just kind of fun every time it comes on. But I think 50 million... Um, that's a pretty that's very good. I mean, I think they're talking about like Netflix took years to get to that, but I don't think that's really a fair comparison because they were kind of breaking the mold and kind of they were the first to sort of get this system going. A lot of attention now is on like um, could be, which I think only managed to get like 10% of what Disney Plus managed on its first day of, I don't think they even hit a million subscribers, which wasn't a huge surprise. HBO Max and also Peacock are set to launch in the coming weeks and months ahead, but all eyes are on them to see if they can replicate it. And I think Disney's in a very different situation because the price, the price point is such a kind of thing that people will top up and it's very much a family kind of thing. If you've got kids at home and right now, so many people are at home, Disney Plus is a cheap streaming service to add to your package if you haven't got it. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people, if they are working, they're working from home, which, you know, you need something to distract the kids while you're working otherwise you will be the distraction 
and yeah. be distracted uh, as a result. Yeah. And I was going to say, if you are at home and you are looking for stuff to do on Disney Plus for, for your kids, check out. There's a lot of um, useful information out of Disney are putting out. Um, National Geographic, they've launched something this week with like a home thing with full of full of packs for stuff to do from home. The Disney Nature stuff's there. All kind of interconnected with a load of documentaries. So don't, they don't need to be watching you know, frozen for the thousandth time. There is some, there is some stuff on there that they can do a little bit of learning on. But moving on from the uh, kind of the launch of the milestones and all the rest of it, let's get into some good news about two new shows that got um, announced officially this week. So the first one that they announced was Prop Culture, which is going to be a brand new series coming to uh, Disney Plus on May the 1st. And this one's going to consist of eight episodes. And it's going to be looking at props from a number of different movies, including Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Mary Poppins, The Muppet Movie, Tron, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, this one's been known for a while. It was originally known as uh, Cinema Relics when it got announced last year. But now, actually, was it last year? Was it? No, yeah, it was last year they announced it. Um, the interesting thing with this one was Entertainment Weekly put out that this one was coming on the first, and they said that all the episodes were coming at once. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound very Disney Plus-ish. They don't tend to do this. So I was questioning that a little bit. And then they put out an image on the official Twitter stating that all episodes streaming this date. And then finally, eventually, the kind of the press release went out about the series. And I was like, wow, okay, a new series. And they're dropping the whole lot on one day. That is very un-Disney Plus-like. Yeah, it's definitely a change in direction. We'll see if maybe they're testing out this to see if, if it doesn't impact engagement the way they they think it will uh i still wouldn't expect this to be the new normal though yeah because i'm kind of wondering why they've done it with this one is it because they've got like maybe the 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 faith in it isn't much and therefore they don't want it's like they're going no maybe it's not quite working or maybe they're thinking actually this is where adults are going to binge it i don't know it's very strange because it's like with the uk launch they kind of did this with the encore and the world according to jeff goblin they were all available where everything else has dropped weekly so maybe they're doing a little bit of testing to see how this goes how it goes out personally at the minute with the amount of shows we've got coming and all the rest all the delays i was really so surprised that they were going with this big drop all all, all eight episodes because that would have been the whole of may and june with extra episodes on wednesday on fridays yeah i'm wondering if it, it's maybe pressure from viewers or subscribers because we've certainly seen them drop shows movies that they didn't apparently have a lot of confidence in but they still did it over a multi-week but i could definitely see like if you were going to watch jeff goldblum uh it would be one of the ones that might drop off a little bit because it dropped off for both of us but we were all that was at launch so we were watching a bunch of stuff whereas you know if you get into the binge mode you just leave it running and go and increase engagement yeah i mean for me it's really going to come down to what they're adding each week because obviously they're doing the weekly drop but if they can spread out the library content a bit more and start dropping a season or something like that then that would kind of counterbalance what they're doing um it does seem that most weeks they seem to be trying to get out i think it's it's probably just going to be a test see how it goes maybe they're 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 looking at this and going maybe this is just an adult audience and the adults are going to churn through this by themselves differently to how a kid would i don't know it just uh, maybe because maybe they're going with like not drama and i don't know very strange to see them doing this because at the same time they also announced it's a dog life with bill farmer he's the voice behind pluto and goofy in the latest um sort of series and stuff he's been doing that for about 30 years now he's going to be taking part in this series where um he crosses the country meeting dogs all about their kinds of incredible jobs that make our lives better. It's going to consist of, uh, it's going to consist of 10 episodes dropping from May the 15th, and that's going to be dropping weekly. Um, so they, they're doing one thing one week, and then the next week they're doing going back to the, the standard system. We, did, we knew nothing about this. This show really did come out of the blue. I mean, I was flicking through Twitter and saw this one come up. I'm like, okay. And we didn't get any day information for days after the trailer, and it was like, okay. I mean, at the minute, everything's a bit unnormal of how things are rolling out but i was like okay and my instant thought was we really need a cat disney plus show don't we we've got way too many dog shows <laughs> i mean you can never have enough dogs honestly it's, it's easy shooting though and it? it's like and i've got to be honest i'm like yeah okay you got cute dogs and puppies that's fine i'll watch it <laughs> i have no problem with that i mean i i certainly would have no problem with cats um 
for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, just about any animal. Yeah. To be fair, the actually the thing that caught me on this one was yeah. wasn't that it's dogs or cats or dolphins or elephants or whatever. It was uh, that it's the voice actor for Goofy. Because yeah. even into the 2020s, uh, yeah. you don't really see the people behind the voices of Mickey or Donald or Goofy or, or you know the iconic Disney yeah. characters. And, and to have one of those voice actors popping out and doing uh, an on-screen yeah. you know, visual, I'm like, well, that's, uh, that, that was unexpected. Yeah, they tend to kind of hide them all away. Like, that doesn't exist. Like, they're not actually, they're just, it's just magic. Yeah, I remember when the actress that does Minnie died, and you're like going, and they're going, you know, in all honesty, I'd never heard of her. And, you know, and it was that kind of thing of how many people were in the same boat. Obviously, I know some diehard Disney fans know every single person and follow them all. But I think for the vast majority of us, you know, you just don't really associate. And also, sometimes the characters have been around so long that the voices are all saying the same. You don't necessarily, it's not like, somebody's playing the same character so you wouldn't necessarily know much of a difference between goofy now and the goofy from the 1930s short and that's entirely intentional yeah. they want it to be continuous they might play with different art styles like the the current mickey mouse the five minute shorts look very different from mm. traditional mickey or or any of them but the voices are still the same and okay. yeah so if the the voice actress decides they want to retire or they pass on or something like that they can replace them and more often than that, you won't even notice. No, it's it's good. I think the thing is as well, especially now of like having two, we've got two announced series coming to Disney Plus now for May. We Artemis Fowl, they've not yet announced what's going on with that one. Um, but there obviously there was another story that um kind of wanted to bring up. I'm kind of interconnected with last week's where we said about Artemis Fowl moving over to Disney Plus um, as a Plus original. Not that they've actually announced a um date for that one yet it was apparently according to bob Iger, an interview with barons he stated that um i'm just going to repeat this out he said unfortunately um it's oh uh, here we go i'm just going to bring this one up where he said it's um no, wrong wrong quote that was a different one yeah basically he's he's talking about now the fact that more movies are going to be going straight to disney plus because of all the problems with the cinemas, because I think everyone's starting to realize now that this maybe is not going to be quite as we all hoped. I mean, I know one of the, the um, front uh, pages of the newspaper today was talking about the idea that a year before we actually sort of get out of this. So because of this, uh, Disney is starting to plan for the idea that this stuff might not necessarily be coming... Um, to cinemas he said that may uh, other movies might be going i'm just gonna bring up the article here let's watch the internet went a little bit funny then that's here we go yep yep um you can hear me okay yeah i had some <laughs> flickers yeah it's, I, okay. it, unfortunately it's just that situation now of having to do with the, do do the podcasts in different rooms that we're all kind of all over the place so here we go so i've got up the quote now so he said um there are some that we've decided to put on disney plus we've already announced one artless file that would have been released in theaters others we simply delayed in some cases we've moved things onto disney plus faster than we would have frozen 2 was one of them but onward would be the biggest example it was in theaters when this happened we moved to a pay-per-view period for a couple of weeks where people could buy it and own it and then it, we ended up putting it on disney plus in terms of movies going ahead after artemis there may be a few more that we end up putting directly onto disney plus but for the most part a lot of the big tempo films we will simply wait for slots and in some cases we've announced new ones already but later on the calendar now first off was uh new mutants whether or not they can do anything with new mutants i think that one has to be the first one that comes to mind obviously with that one a lot of the things come around about the idea that possibly 20th century studios movies might not be allowed onto it but if they never go to cinemas does that does that mean they ever had an issue uh, we have no idea honestly no. and i'm if if new mutants never materialized i don't think a lot of people would even notice except as a uh, a point of trivia at some point and it might be that thing where you're like oh yeah that movie never materialized i wonder what happened to it and then you forget about it 10 seconds later 
Yeah, I think the thing is with New Mutants is if it never goes to cinema, then it was never actually then a proper theatre release. So therefore, there, there is that thing. And the reason why it got whipped off the release schedule, it would make sense now that if they can do that and just turn around and go, well, actually, we've changed our mind. It's no longer a, um, you know, the contract states so that has to go through the cinema system. If we go straight to streaming, it doesn't count. Who knows? Because 20th Century are making movies and stuff for Disney Plus, things like the, um, the Home Alone movies and the things like that that they're working on right now. So that one there was another one that instantly came to mind. And the fact that it was missing from the release schedule. But moving on from there, we've got in June, we're supposed to have Soul. That one's supposed to be hitting cinemas in June, which is the next Pixar movie. And then after that, it's Mulan. And then after that one is uh, the, the one and only Ivan that we have heard nothing about this movie at all. Not one thing. The name just makes me think um, of the, the Timmy Green movie that I think actually just dropped on Disney Plus not that long ago either. Oh, yeah, in the US. Yeah, the lots of, yeah it's apparent. It's like, I think it's got gorillas or something in it, but and Angelina Jolie is either in it or a voice of it. But there's that feeling of going, hold on, there's a Disney movie out in essentially four, four, four or five months. We've not got an image. We've not got a logo. We've not had a trailer. That's not normal for movies um, for Disney because we've got, I mean, we had like the Jungle Cruise that was out in July months ago, absolute months ago. And Pit and Soul, we saw, what was that? Christmas, about three, four months ago. Yep, and those are those are what we expect from yeah. Disney movies. They're they're normally well in advance. And the other thing about it though is nobody's asking about it. Yeah. You know, nobody nobody's I'm well, I'm sure there are a couple of people, but in general, nobody is sitting there at the edge of their seat going, Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? We're waiting for that trailer drop. Where's the poster? What when when can we get all this? And to be honest, I I would not be at all surprised if people listening right now, this is the first they're hearing of that movie at all. Well, it's like, I mean, you think of like Eternals. We've been seeing stuff about that. We've been seeing pictures of West Side Story, which is out at Christmas. We've been seeing, you know, all kinds of publicity about um, the other animated movie that's coming out in November, uh, the one, the dragon one. I uh, can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But those kind of movies are way off and we still have seen something about it. This movie, we've just seen nothing about it. So my feeling is that this one is very, very likely to become a... Disney Plus original because if they were to show off, the other problem as well is, is slots. We get into a point where they keep pushing back. They lose a six month window. There's only so many movies they can push back. Because um, to me, it's like, say for example, Soul. I could see Soul then taking on the the Dragon movie in November slot and then pushing back like they've done with the Marvel movies where they push back all the animated movies into each of the slots. I could see that easily happening because I just don't think I just don't think Soul is going to be right for June. I mean, Universal Studios announced only earlier this week that they're closed until the at least the end of May. Um, we, I think you know, there's a, the idea of any cinemas being open before July August. I think we're pushing it. I mean, Mulan. I, will they want to push it back again in July? I don't know. They might get to a point where we've got to do something with it. Um, whether or not the audience is going to be interested in that movie at that point. Black Widow, I've, I've got no doubt that that one's been coming to cinemas in the winter. They've pushed it way out of the way. But Mulan, I still think is, it's still maybe 75% um, cinema, 25% Disney Plus chance at the minute. I don't know. What do you think? I think there's a pretty good chance it'll be in cinema. It's the kind of thing you want to see in cinema. Yeah. You know, big, epic, um, loud and splashy. Is it coming at the current timeline? No, I don't think so. Uh, this isn't ending anytime soon. We keep saying that it's going to get pushed back. It, if Mulan ends up on Disney Plus without getting a cinematic release, it's probably a sign that we're going to be locked inside for at least another 12 months. Well, the trouble is, is they're going to get to a point where they're going to have they're going to run out of stuff. So they've got to, if they start feeling like that, they're going to want to hold some things back to get everything on track. That, that's my point. Uh, yeah. it, that would be the, we need something. Now we're, we're cannibalizing yeah. the A-list movies because we have to have something to give to people. Yeah. I just, I mean, to me, I think, I don't think soul in cinemas in June is, I think they're going to bump that movie back. I can't see that becoming a Disney plus original. 
This is too expensive. No, I, I agree. This is the same as, as Mulan. Well, it's, it's not got the yeah. big cinematic splashiness to it. It is a Pixar movie. And uh, onward aside, because it got that big yeah. asterisk right next to it, it's a moneymaker. It's a movie that people will go to theaters to see and spend quite a bit of money and time to get to. They are going to want to get that kind of return on it rather than you know an extra 100,000 subscribers on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I mean, looking here at the release dates here, because we've got uh, Mulan for July the June, June the nineteenth is Seoul, and then July twenty fourth is Mulan. Empty Man, which I don't think we, I don't know anything about that one. August seventh, I think that one might be an R rated one, so it wouldn't coming anyway. And then you've got the Beatles in September. Um, so at that point, we're starting to get into that line. But yeah, Seoul, uh, Mulan, and the one and only Ivan, I think, are definitely at risk. I think New Mutants is I. I'm sure they've decided to do something with that. Um, check with the donor. They'll check with their lawyers because <laughs> they don't want to be sending it straight to HBO Max. I think they'll just—if that was the case—and they will just literally just go. You know what? This movie can wait two years, and we'll do what we want with it. Because all the time that this, in some ways, all the time that this problem's going on, that HBO contract with streaming is running out. If clicking down the clock, <laughs> you know, it's um, that's the other issue of all these 20th century studios movies. That that's pushing their clock back. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's already been pushed back so many times. Yeah. What's another couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's going to be the thing going forward. But I think we're definitely going to be seeing um, an interesting slots with all of this one here, uh, where they're going on from that one. Okay, so moving on to a slightly different topic. Uh, apparently, there is a Robin Hood live action version coming soon to Disney Plus. It was revealed yesterday by the um, Hollywood Reporter. Carlos Lupez uh, Strada is going to be directing it and he or she directed uh, Blind Spotting. And apparently it's being written by um, Carly uh, Graham. He wrote the Lady in the Trap Disney Plus original and also is co-writing the Godmothered um, Disney Plus movie as well. So this one is going to be a hybrid format between live action and CGI. So the animals are still going to be, Robin Hood is still going to be a fox. It's not going to be a human. Oh, Carlos is a bloke. <laughs> I, I got halfway through the name and was going, that I don't know. <laughs> I just check it. Um, and it was like, okay, yeah, this is the idea of Robin Hood. I mean, we've talked about, you know, Robin Hood is one of our most favorite movies as an animated one. It's like, okay, they're going to be, get, it's going to be getting the live action CGI trick. And it's going to be live action CGI going directly to Disney Plus, which means we're not talking about top tier cinematic release. Um, there was a, another recent movie came out before the quarantine that uh, had a lot of live action animalistic people. Didn't do very well. So I'm not even going to name it. It. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't Disney. It, no. it was a different company. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so my oh, hopes on this... A Call of the Wild. Actually, no, but that is another yeah. good example of it. It's, yeah, um, it's, just, it's just this kind of weird thing of like a fox. It's, I mean, what's going to be live action? Basically, the background? Is that basically that's all we've got? Is I mean, this is basically is a CGI movie, isn't it? It's, yeah, it sounds like it's it's live action in the way that Lion King was live action, just with a lower yeah. budget. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. I mean, um, I think everyone like Instagram, well, they've already done like it's like, well, it kind of makes sense for them to do it. I don't think it was I don't think it was a top tier cinema release movie. Um, I don't know if Robin Hood at the cinema would have pulled in the same amount because I don't think the nostalgia levels are quite the same for that movie. I think for us at our generation it is, but I don't think younger ones maybe quite have that same I doubt there's a whole lot of nostalgia for this version. Like you said, I think people in our age range a little bit older, maybe a little bit younger, uh did grow up with it and and it is one of my favorite disney's from that time period but it's not just that robin hood as a product has been so overused over the years that i think people are a little bit tired of robin hood movies i mean just in recent memory we had the one from two years ago with jamie fox and and the kid from the kingsman we had russell crowe before that we had you know kevin costner there were television shows there's been yeah Anytime, whether you put Disney in front of it or not, uh, sitting there and going, "Oh, we've got another Robin Hood movie," kind of like yeah. let it rest a little bit, let it, let it, let it, yeah. you know, uh, 
let it sleep. Robin and Maid Marian can have, you know, their little kids off over there. The sheriff of Nottingham can be in jail or wherever he's at. We don't need this right now. The only other thing I did think of, this might be a very good movie along the lines of, yes, you guys start making it now because you can start doing all your work from home. That was the other thing I did think of going, maybe they are greenlighting a lot of animated and stuff that can be done in the, you know, start working on the, on the animatronics and how it all works and how put that all together. And then they can work and you know, they can get people doing voice voiceovers from home. And, you know, these are kind of movies they can still churn out. Um, it's not as easy, but it's, it's a lot easier to do an animated movie um, in some ways than anything else. So I've, I think that could be one of the things that's going forward with um, Disney Plus for that. And I'd be perfectly fine with seeing an increase in animated movies, especially if they went back to older techniques, because they're not going to have direct access to a lot of the technology that, that they use nowadays. Because yeah. uh, it, it's, I know that a lot of people just picture it. They're on their home PC, you know, using maybe a, a tablet to draw. And, and that's really about it. That's, that's not at all what modern uh, digital filmmaking is like, but it is something that they can use yeah. to at least, get started on and then get the proper equipment when everything kind of settles well, down that kind a bit. of thing isn't it i mean they get a lot of the pre-production done i mean i know at the minute there's a lot of talk and um, there's a lot of meetings going on lots of things being decided i think there's um just this past week um, all the writers and all the people in charge of the lizzie mcguire um they've all been getting together and sorting out the writing issues there's a lot of i think there's a lot of work going on backstage sorting deals out sorting the writing the lot of writing rooms we're going to see a lot of this going on right now of a lot of the back back work a lot of deals being done and that's a good thing because that will help sort you know they've got time to sort stuff out they've got time to put together scripts put together plans make the deals get all of it in place and do as much as they can away from um actually being on set um just this past week as well um a new doogie hauser md reboot is apparently set to come to Disney Plus from 20th Century Studios. Um, it's going to be called Doogie Kalona, MD, and it's going to be f- focusing on a 16-year-old girl who's half Asian, half white, and is, works as a doctor in Hawaii. And, yeah, um, did you used to watch Doogie Hauser MD, when you were a kid? No, the only time I actually ever saw Doogie Hauser was when he guest-spotted on uh, Roseanne for a single yeah. episode. Um See, this was a show that we used to watch every week. This was like, this was like when this came up, I'm like, yeah, Doogie Hauser. Yeah, okay, that sounds cool. And like, the, I, I found the video when I did the video up and did the, and the, the intro music and go, oh, yeah, yeah. And I looked to see what time it used to be on in the UK, half past seven at night every week. And I was like, yeah, we used to watch this week in, week out. And I was like, yeah, it's been nearly, it's been, you know, nearly, 30, it's been 30 years now. You know, reboot it, give it a brand new, fresh liquid paint and i'm like that yeah, sounds good of course everyone then has gone oh no they can't do more reboots and all the rest of it's going well most it's like it's been 30 years it's not and it was i mean how many people now i mean the amount of people that didn't even know this thing was a thing and people go that looks like a really young nigel uh, neil patrick harris is like that's because it was <laughs> it's yeah like, yeah i i know they're pitching it as like a reboot you know reusing the yeah. name doogie and yeah. all that um Honestly, it doesn't sound like it needs it at all. Uh, we don't even know if Neil Patrick Harris, Harris is really no, involved, involved at all. In they, they could have released this or, or announced this with any name whatsoever, you know, uh, not have it connected to Doogie Hauser in any way, shape, or form. And it probably would have not so, made much yeah. of a splash, but it also, people have been like, oh, yeah, okay, fine, 16-year-old uh, doctor, there's plenty of potential there. And this is the funny thing about Disney Plus is everyone moans about the fact of reboots, remakes, sequels, prequels, and all the rest of it. Every time a show gets announced like prop culture, it's like crickets. You say it's a, it's a reboot, everyone goes nuts. It's, it's a really weird thing of like this, 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 everyone saying it like they don't want it, but it's like we had a, a conversation going on in the Facebook group. Oh, they keep doing all these reboots, like for the the Robin Hood one. And I'm like, people keep watching them. <laughs> it's like there's a there's a reason they keep making them. It's because people are watching them. If if people weren't watching these reboots, I mean, there's a load of TV series now that are 
you know, you think of like Hawaii Five O and all these kind of ones. You know, they're all based on an old series. They're all, I mean, they're all very similar anyway. There's not a lot in it. They just kind of refreshed it all for um, a new generation. And I think, you know, by the time this comes out, it's going to be close to 30, 35 years away from when it originally came out. No one, you know, they're not after me. They're after the next, you know, the kids watching it now. And I think yeah. a series about a 16-year-old kid being a doctor right now, I think this sounds a fantastic idea because <laughs> there's going to be so many people wanting to get into this that I think this sounds like a great idea. It's, it is a nice little piece of advertising for don't you want to become a doctor or something yeah. like that. But I was thinking about this actually earlier in the episode, not, not Doogie Howser, but uh, we're talking about that movie, Ivan. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were mentioning other movies and it's like, well, the common theme of the other movies, Jungle Cruise, Black Widow, Mulan, is that they're big name franchises that already exist, whether they're yeah. reboots or continuations or, yeah. or spinoffs. And, they're getting attention because if you say black widow, you know, Oh, it's the woman from the Avengers yeah. and, and Captain America and all this. If you do Mulan, Oh, I remember growing up yeah. with the Mulan movie that, so there's an automatic connection. Whereas you go, Ivan, you're like, uh, is it a Russian movie? I don't, you know, uh, so there's a reason that we don't get as much information about stuff like this Ivan movie, which we don't even have pictures of, whereas they are flooding us with, uh, the Rock in, in Jungle yeah. Cruise and and Scarlett Johansson in, in Black Widow. Uh, they get more bang for their yeah. buck for, you know, you spend $10 of advertising on Black Widow, you get X return. You spend $10 of advertising on Ivan, you get X minus 10 return. Yeah. It's, the thing is, is like they need to, you know, they need to create new new franchises, new things, but it all takes time and costs money. I mean, I just think now we're we're at a point where, I can see the next few years, we're going to see even more of this because people are going to want, it's going to be like comfort food. People are going to, they're just going to be going for everything possible. That's kind of safe and easy going is what is what they'll be pushing out. Or it could go the other way if everyone's like wants something fresh and original, but they're going to have to work that line of where they want everything because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff being watched. But yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of like most of the news faction of um, things. The only other one that I wanted to bring up was apparently Disney were working on a Kingdom Keepers series. Kevin Smith um, was on his podcast talking about it. It then got picked up by a few um, people and then we ran the stories and then Kevin Smith then came out and gave us a bit more information and ended up doing a 20 minute kind of uh, session on, on his YouTube channel giving us loads of information about it. And then the, the creators on there talking on Twitter as well about, you know, he's still trying to get it done, but there's a lot of misconceptions and there's just been a load of talk about this series. And apparently it was in line to be a Disney plus launch title. And it got right up to, it got past script. They were in pre-production. They were going on sets to try and work out where to film stuff. They, they was going to use the Mandalorian style technology for having like a big, like circled, cgi system that they that they've that they built for the mandalorian that they were going to use for it and kevin smith kept saying he didn't he never thought this series was going to come to light he just had a bit of fun they were paying him to do it so he was doing it and he got he, he got to a point where it was like okay and then one of the executives said there was too many uh, franchises and ips in it and sort of pulled the plug on the project apparently though he was the one that was then said let's make marvel and star wars tv shows instead um, so he was getting a little bit of heat and he got, well, hold on a minute. He did give us, he's given us some great TV shows that we're going to be getting because of this. And a lot of people, oh, there's, why did not, it's like, yeah, I can, I can see, uh, having read a number of these books, I can see how they maybe didn't want this to be, um, there, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out on the idea that they might do something with this in the, in the long run. There's no reason for them not to do something with it in the long run. I mean, the the books, I haven't read any of them, but I'm aware of them. And they do seem to sell well enough that the people, well, obviously the comments show yeah. that people are interested in these franchises. And Kevin Smith's a heck of a creator. Mm. I mean, it, his arc is, is interesting to follow because he's done some really great movies and he's done some movies that maybe you don't want to ever remember were even made. But on the whole, he's a really good creator and he knows what he's about. I could see them revisiting this at some point. 
yeah, I definitely could. I think it's definitely in the work. I mean, we're, I think that maybe the Kevin Smith scripts and stuff might not necessarily come to anything, but it was just kind of got interesting. I think the fact as well, he was being so open about it afterwards and talking about it and talking about what he went through. I mean, it's like, watch this video and go, like, there's so much in here. I mean, he's literally, you know, to have a, a 15, 20 minute um, video of him just talking about how the stages and where he went through. So if you're interested in this series, definitely check that one out. I did put a link up on, on the website because that was not like, okay, this is just a little quick note. It's like, yeah, I can't even, there's no point in me even trying to break this down. He's talking about so much. Just listen to the, <laughs> listen to the interview. Even if you're not really interested in the Kingdom Keepers yeah. or, or whatever, it's a really interesting look into the production process that you normally don't see, even in like Blu-ray extras, yeah. because it's just a very candid, open discussion without um, a specific direction yeah. that he was using. So there's a lot to learn from there if you've ever been interested in, in He's, pre-production yeah. work. I have been a fan of the Kevin Smith movies pretty much since, um, I think it was like Jane uh, Silent Bob Strike Back. And then I ended up going back and watching like Chasing Amy, Dogma and Clerks and all the rest of it. So, And I was a fan of those movies long, long time ago. And... He then went on for to do some mainstream stuff. I think he's but he's behind like the Supergirl TV series. He's a writer on that one. He's also done a lot of comic books, but he's also been very much kind of he's a, he's in that kind of fan zone where he does podcasts and he does a YouTube channel and he he's happy to be with fans and stuff. But he's even himself says kind of in one foot in, one foot out of Hollywood kind of thing. And yeah, I just it was like you know him talking about it opening and stuff. It's like yep, yeah, I I'm completely you know I would have been on board with that because his i'm a fan of his stuff so and i know he takes he takes it seriously i mean he's um he, he likes fandoms and all the rest of it and he take i think he i mean he did completely rewrite it he did say he said if you like the books he said he kind of completely changed what they were doing but that's just what writer would do but just nice to see a lot of us where people go oh, oh they've cancelled something else it's like well this is there's a reason why things get cancelled and things don't always get cancelled and stay cancelled Frozen was worked on originally by Walt Disney years, about 50, 60 years ago, they were working on Frozen. They got boxes of stuff that they were working on. They, they were working on the movie that would become Frozen, might be yeah. a, a better way of, because the original treatments for it were much closer to the yeah. um, Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale, or however you want to think of it. Uh, similarly, you were kind of mentioning things come back, things yeah. return the thing that immediately popped into my head was this was kind of a Deadpool situation. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while now, so people may not remember, but Deadpool was dead on the vine. No pun intended. It, uh, it had disappeared. Fox was like, we don't want to do this. And then the, the action reel of him fighting in the car accidentally leaked online. Yeah. Cough, cough, Ryan Reynolds uploaded it, but can't admit it. Um, and it generated such interest in it that the, they went back and like, well, actually, people are interested. Let's uh, let's get this going. And and now we've got two Deadpool movies. Yeah. No, it's def definitely interesting. Definitely interesting to see what they're doing with this one. And just like moving forward with um, everything with regards to these kind of things. You know, things come, things go, things move around all the time. Um but nevertheless, let's move away now and just jump into some of the things that have been um, arrived on Disney Plus this week. It was a bit of a busy week, really. First off, we had, and a bit of a surprise one, was Maggie Simpson's Playdate with Destiny dropped on the Disney Plus on uh, Friday. We also had a celebration of Musica Coco, which um, also had new episodes of The Clone Wars, a new episode of Disney Insider, which I wasn't expecting, uh, Pixar in Real Life, shop class and also be our chef so we had the standard stuff also some stuff from the library including the first or the fifth season of running wild with bear grows the reason you're not going to get the other four seasons they weren't made by national geographic this was kind of thing that national geographic picked up life below zero season 14 paradise islands and tuck's treasures hidden secrets and playtime with puppy tails and then internationally there was um a number of the Night of the Museum movies dropped all over the place, like Eddie the Eagle as well was Canada and Australia, etc. Edward Scissorhands dropped around the world except for the US and a few other series and stuff. So there's been quite a bit of pieces dropping internationally, um, which is nice to see. And it's, it's kind of quite funny as well, because I feel like the international ones are getting 
much more grounded out things, things like Night at the Museum, Edward Scissorhand, Eddie the Eagle, you know, it's like, oh, okay, these are like, these are proper movies. These aren't kid children's ones. These are proper, you know, family friendly movies that are, help fill out that Disney Plus thing. But um, what have you been watching over, out of all the ones that we've said there? Uh, so I, I checked out the Maggie short. Um, I mean, it's five minutes long. Who cares? Yeah. I, I haven't seen a new Simpsons episode since before the movie came out. And that, that was a while ago now, too. Yeah. Uh, so that was, it was fun little five-minute short. Tell the little story yeah. with Maggie and some boy at the, uh, the playground. It was once Homer got into it, it was a little funnier a little more engaging but again it, you know there's only so much you can do with a five minute short yeah do you think i i must be honest i haven't really watched the simpsons i don't think since the movie either um and this is the thing i am slowly marking my way through them on disney plus but i'm still in like i think like season two at the minute i just got me i just i think because i've been watching season one i'm going through season ones and stuff it was like like this thing looks so gorgeous. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I think because I've been watching season one, it just looks so different of how well it looks. And to be fair, even compared to the other seasons from like, yeah. let's say season three to 10 or so, yeah. uh, season one looks markedly yeah. different. They, they changed the art style at the beginning of season two and, and that's what we're more familiar yeah. with. So even, even taking yeah. you know, current stuff out of it, season one looks weird and the voices sound yeah. weird and it's just awkward. But yeah, I, th- I did think it looked good. I think this is great. I think we're going to see a lot more of this from Disney. And I also think this gets around um, the Fox contract um, for get- getting it onto um, to the Fox channel. Because, and also just love the fact that it became a Disney Plus original. It's got the Disney Plus original at the beginning. And I think we're going to see a lot more of this. I think they're going to use the Simpsons for shorts quite a bit to kind of boost. Because I think that's an easy thing for them. And I actually think it fits Simpsons quite nicely. That sort of five to ten minute sit down thing. I think that's going to work very nicely for the Simpsons. It does. Especially since the Simpsons traditionally have been kind of a a two skit show. Yeah. Just without the the immediate marker. Because there's normally two plots. One at the beginning and one at the end. And they kind of interweave but they're still separate yeah so th- this is really just a plot from an episode without all the other plots yeah. from the episode getting in the way i will say though i think the funniest gag was right at the beginning when they had the mickey mouse ears and then it, yeah. it was donut it was a uh, homer with two donuts over his head i think yeah again they took it straight on the chin didn't they it's like right wait, this is a disney made one i yeah i really enjoyed it i'm glad it's on disney plus um because it was in front of onward yeah i can't really say any more on this one i thought that was great um what about the Coco special? Did you watch that one? I did watch the Coco special. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was just a fun little concert. I kind of wish they hadn't broken it up with the, the brief interviews. So I understand why they did. Uh, and they, were, they weren't long. They were you know, yeah. less than a minute each. But it, I would have preferred kind of just yeah. let the flow of the music go and, and just pop from song to song or piece to piece. But overall, it was, it was a great... Yeah, it was, it was funny, actually, because I, I was there going and I was like watching it and put it on and I'm going okay this is really good um this is great great thing again I would have liked a different editing style of like you said maybe done fill out the front and the back with the interview sections and just done the whole concert in one go um rather than the way they did it but the music was great I loved the music from that movie anyway um there was a full-on just thumbs up for me I thought that was a great original I think we should have more of this I must have, I was sat there going, oh, Holly, you know, they're standing there on the Hollywood Bowl and go, oh, I remember going there when I was on, on an L.A. Um, tour trip. <laughs> it was just like, oh, I know that place. It was like, yeah, I just thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And I think it's definitely worth checking. I think it's only about 40, 50 minutes. I was mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a bit, but the, 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 the music sounded amazing. I mean, the kids are singing, the brother of the original one. I thought that he was great. And just as a whole, I thought it was a, a really good quality Disney Plus original. And can't uh, hope people check it out. You know, if you like Coco, check it out. Don't um, don't sleep on that one. Yeah, I think it was a great addition. It was fun to watch. I could see watching it again because you know it's the music and the, it's very good music from the the movie. I would love to see more things like this, or even kind of. Yeah, t- take Frozen from the Hyperion over at Disneyland. Do a recorded version of that and throw it on Disney Plus, or some of the musicals from Broadway. Even if you can't show like the entire thing, maybe yeah. you know clips and pieces. And also as well, just do these as kind of like cheap, easy entertainment for Disney Plus. Because ultimately, if you're selling the tickets, you should be able to probably be able to, or to imagine 
cover the majority of the costs by s- selling the tickets for the venue anyway, and then put it on. A, I just think these are great. These are that I'd love to see more of this. Uh, moving on from there, um, I also have been keeping up with Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Um, have you been watching all of them? Yep, I watch them each week. Uh, I'm. I have to admit, I'm more excited for the story that we've got coming mm. starting next week. Uh, if assuming there's not a filler episode in between, the the last arc uh, with Ahsoka, it's great to see Ahsoka again in her yeah. Clone Wars form, but that arc was not particularly it good. It was a bit. It didn't need those two middle episodes, did it? It could have just it I, felt like it could have just jumped from from like episode five to episode eight, and it would have been fine. Yeah, it that was exactly what I was thinking. I think um, maybe not five to eight, but definitely not this past week's, but the week before's yeah. episode. They were literally in the same position at the beginning as they were at yeah. the end, and like they, you accomplished absolutely nothing in this episode except to to introduce that Bo-Katan, the the Mandalorian yeah. woman, was there. And that was it. And it's like, yeah. this was, there was nothing in this episode. Yeah. So the thing is with us, um, it was one of those shows of the, in the UK up till they've been dropping two episodes a week since it launched. And so this week they launched the, the episode seven and eight. So now we're completely up to date. So it was kind of like, I've been watching them in, in bulk because it was a little bit on the lines of, I could watch them like the old way I was watching it, but it's like, I'm not, it, this, it was just like, I can wait. These aren't really that kind of jumping to me that I need to bother and fiff and faff around a bit. So I'm just glad that we're all up to date now with the, with the Clone Wars. I'm looking forward to the next, I mean, the next four episodes, that's it. That's all we're getting for this. And that's the end of this show. And it's obviously going to include the Mandalorians and the best siege of uh, Mandalore. And yeah, I mean, it was just, it's it, this whole thing of now, like, we're going to, f- find out what she's been up to and finished Ahsoka's thing. And then like the last four episodes have been like, nothing. Yeah, who are, <laughs> the, these other two new characters that they introduced are just not particularly interesting. I, their, their constant bickering. I was like, just please be yeah. quiet, get on with the plot. Uh, but moving forward, it, it has been nice to see them kind of throwing references to things that would not have been in the clone yeah. wars originally. Like, even small things. There were some loath cats from yeah. Rebels in one of the first Ahsoka episodes, and they got to play into Darth Maul being part yeah. of Crimson Dawn a bit more. That, that had already been established in the comics, but most yeah. people won't have read that. So That's to have that and go, yeah. oh, yeah, Crimson Dawn, I remember that from Solo and, yeah. and stuff. That that was nice. Yeah, I def- it definitely... It's the, it's, it's the thing is with the Clone Wars, it's not, it's not quite got that same thing for me as like The Mandalorian where I'd watch it the minute it uploaded. That would be. Mm-hmm. This is more of like I'll get around to it over the weekend. It was like, um, so I, I've definitely been enjoying it. I'll be honest, Shop Class and Be Our Chef. I've not watched any of them for a couple of weeks. Um, you, I've been watching Shop Class, but I have to admit that I am basically starting it up, finding out what the challenge is, and then immediately jumping to the last third of it. Yeah, and that that's worked out just fine for me. Where the last the last one I watched, they dropped a big boulder on top of the table. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> it it well, it's just like we were talking about with the Clone Wars. It they obviously want to feature the kids. Yeah. They you know, and the kids deserve it. They're they're on the show. They should be featured, and you sh- they should have their moment in the sun. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just like I I'm not all that interested. I want to see what they build, and I want to see if what they build meets the challenges. Yeah. So that's how I've been watching it. And for me, that's been perfectly fine because it's entertaining. Um, I'm going to do probably basically the same thing with VR chef. I have not watched since the first episode, but I do intend to go back and see him. But again, probably cutting out a large part of the middle just to see yeah. what they end up making at I've, the end. I've just found that kind of thing. I've gone, I'm thinking, oh, I need to watch these and do, I'm it's like, I should watch them and do a written review for the website. Um, um, Jeremy's been doing the VR chef series. So I'm a bit like, I don't need to worry too much about that. I'll fuck it. And I was like, it's just like, I'll get round to it. And just just didn't really appeal. I don't know. Um, just we've just been trying to watch a lot of different series and try some different stuff out. And if I'm watching TV, um, especially like in the evenings with my wife and stuff, was like these shows just aren't cutting it. They're just not cutting it good enough for us to sit there and watch together. Because if it wasn't if I wasn't doing the website, I wouldn't watch them because it's just I don't think they're up, up to that quality of where they are. There is, however, I did watch the first episode of Bear Grylls um running wild um where he was in alaska with um so not in alaska in iceland with rob 
some some comedian that has been in a few movies that I didn't recognize and I'll be honest he was didn't really say a lot they kept saying about how funny he is and how talkative he is and I'm going is this the same plank of wood that you've got on the screen <laughs> it was just like he's he's like he's not really it was like he's so funny and he you know and he's, he talks all the time and he brings up people's it's like a, he seems like a plank of wood to be honest mate <laughs> I wonder I'm, if they it's interesting. I wonder if they put them in a different um, order for you. Because the first episode of Bear Grylls on the American uh, Disney Plus is with Brie Larson from right. Captain Marvel. Uh, so I, I have no idea who you're talking about because I have not seen that. I watched, I watched yeah, Brie Larson and uh, Joe, Joel McHale, who is big on Netflix right now. Yeah, let me just have a look who I... I... It was Rob. I'm just trying to think of who it was. It's not Rob Schneider, right? No, it was. I'm just bringing it up here now. The first episode I went into. Oh, Rob Riggle. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the fourth episode. I've, I've got it up on my screen right now here yeah. in the states. Yeah, because this is a series that I wanted to watch because obviously you got Batista in there, uh, Brie mm-hmm. Larson, and also Channing Tatum, and you've also got the guy that did the the free solo. So. Um, it was funny because I just put this one on and my wife was like, Disney Plus show. And she was, I said, this is, I said, this is a proper show. Give it a, give it a chat. And she, she was like, okay, that's fine. So we carried on with that series. So that one, that'll be one that we are going to um, flick through. I really enjoyed that one. That one's going to be one I am going to watch the Holy series. That was definitely a highlight of this week was running. I'm, I want to get into Life Below Zero. There's so many series and you would think, having this much time on my hands right now of what I'd be watching and I've kind of making this thing really of trying not to watch too much TV during the day and trying to do other stuff because I feel like I don't want to sit but there's so many TV series I feel like oh I could watch this and binge that I'm going I can't sit I haven't got it in me like I went out for like a two-hour walk today because I'm just like I can't sit there and just watch TV we did watch Peter we did watch Peter Rabbit this morning and that was so funny and that's not a Disney movie, but it's a great Easter movie for anyone that hasn't seen it. I was laughing throughout. Um, definitely, so that's also a bit of a, a Sony, a Sony movie to assist. But I know it's not normal. But I watched that this morning, and I thought that was so funny. I haven't seen it yet, but that and uh, the Paddington movies, yeah, both of them. As well. I, I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. I, I kind of they, they're both very high on the list. Yeah. Uh, both Peter Rabbit and Paddington. I just. I haven't gotten around to it. This might be a good weekend for me. I, you know, I didn't realize it was Easter until yesterday. So <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll track at least one of those down. Yeah. I mean, it's just so many. Um, I think the reason why I've just realized now, the thing is, was the Bear Grylls shows was on now TV over here. So I watched it on that because it was like, well, I've got access to it now. So I might as well watch it. Um, so they might have a diff, they might have had a different, uh, running order that might be i just realized that i'm going why was it out of order and I, oh yeah i didn't need to because for, for some reason with the national geographic ones here they they were most of them seasons like life below and stuff are all on um like skies now tv but they're i think they're only going to be on there for about a month so um it might be some this might be that technical reason of why things aren't are dropping internationally with the national geographic shows because of existing contracts but again this was just like Oh, Bear Grylls! I remember I want to watch that, and then I was flicking through Now TV, and suddenly Bear Grylls like running wild. Oh, it's there! That means I can watch it. <laughs> um, I was just checking there another show I started watching, but it's, it's an NBC show, Blacklist. Oh yeah, with um, with the guy who did the voice of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. We we started. We've this is the thing. We just, there's a few series that we're going right. Let's just kind of kickstart on and and just have a look for it. And, there's been a number of things on like National Geographic that I've been kind of wanting to, wanting to jump into and it's and just picking up different bits and but the, yeah Bear Grylls to me was definitely a highlight of some of the shows that are on Disney Plus that maybe people aren't you know when they talk about like what I would call, what we call mainstream shows for adults this is this is that's a really good one that and like Life Below Zero these are like proper adult TV series that you can watch and enjoy. Yeah, and I want to check out um, Touch Treasures, which also dropped this week. I have not seen it yet, but I I, I loved Egypt mythology um, back when I was in middle school, grade school. Yeah. So it'd be a nice thing to go back and see what what didn't we learn as kids? Because obviously they're going to uh, sanitize a lot of it for yeah. for 
uh, you know, fifth graders, sixth graders, but also what have we learned since then? Because even in archeology, span the technology has changed so much, the things that they know now that they didn't know back then. So I'm actually interested in checking that one out. And I, I like that this is kind of a nice contrast, not this one specifically, yeah. but last week we're talking about elephant and dolphin yeah. reef and we're just like, oh, just please move on. This is the part to move on to, yeah. move on to, you know, uh, life below zero, uh, um, kingdom of the blue Powell, whale, stuff I've like been, that. Um, I've been, I've done a few more episodes of the amazing Dr. Poe and really kind of, and I mean, it's like 16, 17 seasons. So there's tons of stuff there. And it's like, no, this is like good, good like what i'd call like afternoon viewing tv where you might put it on and you might be doing something else but yeah there's a number of tv shows on national geographic that i've been been enjoying and i've i'll be honest this week it kind of was like between uh maggie's Shaw and then uh clone wars and coco and bear grills and a few other national geographic shows it's been like yeah, it's been i feel like I, I feel like i've had a, a, a good nice bit of mixed ground of what we're getting um Actually, Descendants Free just dropped onto Disney Plus in the UK as well today. Um, so, whether or not I give that one a whirl, I don't know. But um, I still yeah. haven't seen a single Descendants other than like a 10 minute clip that uh, I was around for when my friends put it on for their kid during like a July 4th celebration. I think I watched either Descendants or Descendants. I think it was the first Descendants where I was in Florida and it was that kind of thing of like eight o'clock at night and we're knackered and my wife's falling asleep and we're just like, oh, this is on the Disney Channel. Just like, we've been in the parks all day. You're in that like Disney bubbly zone. <laughs> you just like leave it on. And yeah, so I, th- I have seen the first one. Um, but I mean, I like all the music and stuff because it, it's constantly coming out. It's like that. And I need to watch Zombies as well. I think the new, these kind of, a load of people going on about them and stuff. It's like, yeah, I should really sort of try them out. But again, it's that choice, isn't it? Of like, everything is for different people and different things are appealing to different people. Um, you know, instantly this week, it was like Coco, the special was like, I don't want to watch that. That that's a, I'm looking forward to watching that. Like, like last night I put it on and I was like, Oh, because I, I sort of put it on while I was doing something. I thought, Oh, this is really good. I enjoyed this. This was a good solid um, addition to Disney plus. And I hope we get to see more of that. I mean, the lineup at the minute, the lineup for eight for, for May, I mean, I did pull up an article and people are going, there's not a lot on it. It's like, yeah, but it, it builds these, like the list for these months, they take like a few, few weeks to sort of start building up. So you've got to sort of start some somewhere and start yeah. adding things to them. <laughs> I remember seeing that list pop up. I'm like, there's a lot coming out the first week. Okay, what's, oh, where, where's the rest of the list? And then it jumped to like the end of the month. Yeah. Well, obviously stuff's not, not coming out. Yeah. They just haven't announced what it is. Yeah, I think I'm wondering if they're going to really are going to start like spreading out these seasons much more of having something dropping much more regularly because that whole like that whole like remember when we think back to like november of you know everything dropped on the first day of the the first way of the first month of december everything dropped on the first day and i think they quickly realized that wasn't that wasn't a good idea (laughs) well it's the netflix model and it works for netflix it it wasn't that great for disney no, I mean, I'm hoping as we go forward, we start seeing things drop on a bit quicker. We've obviously got um, Jane, um, The Hope, which is going to be coming on to Disney Plus in a couple of weeks, coming the day and day with television. Hoping we start seeing a little bit more of this one. So, like yesterday, they announced there was a new special that they're doing for the current situation with people from all over, celebrities coming together, and it's like singing Disney songs, you know, like... Get this up on Disney Plus as fast as you can, please. Don't give it a month or two. Get it up there so we can see it. <laughs> you know, things like that. I just like, I'm hoping in some ways that this might start speeding up. This current situation, I think, is going to make everything at Disney speed up, change change the rules, get them out of that routine that they kind of were, I wouldn't say sliding into, but they kind of had a vision in their mind. And I think now things are going to shake that up a bit. Well, the thing we know about the internet, just in general, is whatever you plan has to be adapted to how people react to it, because they almost never react the way you expect them to. And we've seen that with the Disney Plus launch, with the weeks and weeks of the dry spell after, say, The Mandalorian finished, and they're learning. Yeah. And we can expect, minus the lack of ability to generate new content, which isn't their fault, uh, 
we can expect that that there will be changes like this yeah i mean it's been funny because obviously we had frozen too and then we had onward and now people are starting like they're constantly going with skywalk is it coming may the 4th may the 4th may the 4th and it's like i'm gonna be up there's this one thing with me and may the 4th is everybody else makes a much bigger deal out of may the 4th than disney does Disney doesn't really make as much about May the 4th as everyone hopes that they ever, they never seem to announce anything. <laughs> they never do. It's usually just, here's a load of movies and video games that are on sale that you can go buy now if, and here's some merchandise to go buy. I've never in like, what, 10 years of covering Disney stuff on different websites, ever really, ever really remember May the 4th being anything more than a fan-made event that always disappoints. <laughs> It has been picked up a bit by retailers and stuff, but yeah. Disney itself has normally, you know, there's no special parade. There's no adjustment to any of the, the park shows. Obviously that's probably not going to be an issue this year anyway. Uh, but yeah, they, they might have a little bit of merchandise. They'll have a little pin that'll say May the 4th. And that that's like yeah. the big, the big release for them. And, but yeah, normally it's, uh, why don't you go buy star Wars battlefront too? It's 50% off. And like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people getting their hopes up for May the 4th for Rise of Skywalker, and it's like, I like it to be true. I'd love it to be true, but we don't yet know, and who knows? But don't, as I keep saying to people constantly when they're asking about it, it's six to seven, six to eight months from cinema release, which means that if Frozen 2 was supposed to be hitting in July, that means then that Rise of Skywalker would have been August. So just put that into respect of like where I know everyone wants to watch everything now, but this is a lot, this is going to be a long game. You know, we're locked in for a, a few more months at least yet. So they've got to, they've got to spread this out. And we've still got Maleficent 2 yet. And Artemis Fowl and whatever else they're doing. But I know a lot of, ex, a lot of expectations over May the 4th for Rise of Skywalker. And I just, like, so, just, just hold so on. What, <laughs> what they should do on May the 4th, rather than Rise of Skywalker is they should drop um the christmas ewoks. special <laughs> ewoks the droids the christmas special and the original clone wars animated show the the hand-drawn one uh which will never come to disney plus because i think the rights are in some sort of special limbo right now yeah i mean i think the trouble is it's come down to quality i mean i definitely think if they could drop the ewoks movies they, they would be fun because i remember having them on the i remember recording them off television onto vhs I think I would rather remember my ha my happier viewings of Ewoks rather than ha <laughs> yeah. I I don't think I want to ruin my memories of them because I, I I just know that they were not as nearly as good as I thought they were back in the day. It's funny though because I mean it's like this whole thing of having Disney Plus. We were going through and doing a bit of tidying up. My wife got all like the DVDs. I would say all the newer ones that I've had since we like because we're currently in temporary where we're living. <laughs> temporary for two years and it's like. We picked up all the DVDs and put them in a box. And I, I said, because do what? It's like, well, they're all on Disney Plus, so there's no need for them to be there. We might as well put them in a box. <laughs> it was just like, and obviously, like, people going, oh, they've taken it. It's like, like, yeah, they're all there. All the Star Wars movies are there if I want to watch them. I watched them all before Rise of the Skywalker. I watched that recently as well when it came out on DVD. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need them next to the television. <laughs> it's collecting dust. I haven't seen Rise of Skywalker since it first came out. And I, I have to admit, I'm I'm not particularly keen on going back through it. I would rather watch Rogue One again, or or go back and watch the original trilogy, or The Mandalorian. I'll just rewatch The Mandalorian over that. You see, it was that bad last night. They put Indiana Jones on BBC One. This is the, how bad the television, how little they've got left to show. They put it on at seven o'clock live on prime time on a Friday night. <laughs> Indiana, I'm sat there and my wife goes, "Have you seen this movie before?" Because I don't remember it. I'm going, have I seen it? I said, I've probably seen it like 50 to 60 times. I'm sat there. I'm sat for the entire Indiana Jones movies on TV. And I'm going, mainstream television on a Friday night at Easter. This wouldn't, this wouldn't, they, you can tell that they are grabbing movies to fill up television. <laughs> I mean, I was just... ESPN is like showing a load of Disney uh, like sports movies to fill up their slots. They're that and historical games, uh, you know, important playoff games. Or I, I'm pretty sure I saw the the 1980 uh, USA versus USSR hockey game, the one that Miracle was based on, stuff like that. But there are no professional sports. They they, WWE they have to do whatever they can. <laughs> Did you hear as well? Um, Disney apparently forced um, 
the UFC to actually stop because they wanted to carry on. They were going to do um, their fights on ESPN Plus um, from some, um, I think, Native American reserve because it got around the, the lockdown rules. And basically, Disney turned around and was like, yeah, no, we're not broadcasting it. You need to shut it down. I mean, that's how much Disney are taking. You know, they're even stopping sports taking place on ESPN Plus because they didn't want to do it. And also, as well, I heard. Um, there's reports now that obviously the big networks are starting to look to their streaming platforms because there's the idea that maybe ABC this fall might need to actually raid the Disney Plus Originals lineup to actually um, fill out its fall season because they won't have enough shows. So I think we could very easily see Encore and The Mandalorian dropping onto ABC over the winter to help help fill out the slots um, because they've not got anything filmed. I would be surprised if The Mandalorian did, especially since the runtime on each episode is so weird. Like some of them are 40 minutes, some of them are 20 minutes, and there's only eight of them. So you're not going to get too much long-term content out of that. But I could see a lot of the shows like... Shop class uh, would be perfect. Yeah, exactly. All all these shows popping onto ABC wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. It's either that or they turn it into Nick at Night where they run a whole bunch of old uh, classic television. I'm... I don't know if you know what Nick at Night is, but it was like when I was growing up, uh, you would turn in, tune into it and you would watch classic stuff like I Love Lucy, Bewitched, yeah. um, Get Smart, things like that. Nowadays, I think it's like Fresh Prince and yeah. Roseanne and things like that that we grew up with. But it's yeah. syndicated shows, but being broadcast as if they're, they're current. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see a few of the Disney Plus originals bell out that... Um, the ABC lineup this fall where they're going to need to kind of, because you look at it, I mean, you could take something like Encore or Shop Class and that gives you, you know, a, a television show for three months um, instantly and just helps fill it out. And you are going to see stuff sharing, you know, we're already seeing things being shared around between all the different networks and stuff, but definitely a strange time for what's going on. But I wouldn't be at all surprised if we end up seeing things like that happen. You know, they're already starting to share stuff and that's only going to get worse and worse as things start drying up. But hopefully we've got enough stuff. That's what still gets me with that prop class, that still thing of like dropping it all at once. It still doesn't go, really? You're doing that? <laughs> it's an experiment. We'll see what they yeah. learn from it. Right. On that note there, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, just a quick note for tomorrow, there will be another episode of the What's on Disney Plus podcast um, where I spoke with Josh and we talked all about... Um, basically about the Disney Plus library. He did a number of articles on the website, including like the top 400 um, things that are missing. And yeah, we had a good um, conversation all about that. So that'll be going up tomorrow. So I thought that'd be a good kind of nice thing for Easter. So yes, yeah, so it's going to have a nice double episode this weekend. So until then, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow and subscribe on all the different um, like uh, uh, social medias etc join our facebook group just went over 130,000 members a big thank you to everyone that's a member over there and obviously you can subscribe on different audio platforms but until then we just see you guys in another episode laters later